You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You're listening to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Teodi Anderson. Yes, that Teodi Anderson. I'm back. I hope you missed me. I hope you waited. Thank you to everyone who wrote and asked how I was doing after my move to Florida. Those of you asked, when are you going to have a new show? We can't wait to hear you. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I moved to Florida January 1st. And if you can imagine living in a place for 15 years, packing that up, moving the whole thing, transitioning your life. If any of you have experienced that, then you know exactly what I've been doing and why I haven't been on the radio for quite some time. It's been quite the transition. But Sawyer and Finian, my dogs, now have a blended family with my fiance. We have Rosie the Yorkie and Biscuit the Cat who has joined us. I'm working full-time in my fiance's company, A Dog's Best Friend, and just having a blast. It's been a wonderful transition, although I'm completely dependent upon GPS and I still make wrong turns at least once or twice a week, which is better than when I first started here. So I I think that's optimistic. One of the things I'm doing now that I'm training full time is I'm back to teaching puppy kindergarten. I taught it for many years and then couldn't get enough puppies to populate the classes in South Carolina. But here it's a little bit more prevalent with puppies. So we teach puppy kindergarten in several different locations. And a dog's best friend also does a boarding training program where people send us their dogs. We work on training the dogs to do lots of family manner behaviors. And then we transition them to their owners. We teach the owners how to work the dogs once the dogs have learned to work for us. And so the dogs are successful at home. Most of the time, we get really young puppies in this program, which is great. It's really fantastic especially if they've only been with their folks, you know, a couple nights, like a month, they come to us. It's great because we get them when they're young and we're able to make this huge impression during this critical development period. We still can take adult dogs and we take lots of those as well. But a lot of times after a dog has gone through months of living with someone that hasn't trained them or years with someone who hasn't trained them, it's a lot more challenging The dog may have habits that are bad now that we need to fix or may have fears that could have been prevented that haven't been prevented because they weren't addressed during that critical development period. So because I'm working so much with puppies these days and because you know how much puppies mean to me, two of my books were about puppies, I've decided to dedicate this first show back to five surefire ways to ruin a puppy. So if you don't want to ruin a puppy, or if you have a friend who's about to get a puppy, and you want to make sure they don't ruin a puppy, this is definitely the show for you. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you five surefire ways on how to ruin a puppy here on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. 
Yuppie Puppy City Kitty provides pet lovers an opportunity to earn up to 50% commission selling our premium pet products. Advocate Gina Brick says, the opportunity to share such a quality product line with other pet lovers is amazing. The support of the Yuppie Puppy City Kitty family while working the business is a true gift. Mention special code PETLIFE when you enroll today and receive three additional products free. Find us at www.ypckpets.com. That's ypckpets.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. This is Teodi Anderson, and you're listening to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm talking about five surefire ways on how to ruin a puppy. Oh my gosh, unfortunately, I see it all too often. It definitely keeps us dog trainers in business. Don't get me wrong, that's a great thing. But I would so much rather these puppies have the right foundation so they don't need me as much as they do. I know that's probably not a good business person in me to say that, but it's true. A lot of the problems that you see in adult dogs could totally have been prevented in puppyhood. And we've talked a little bit about these things before in previous shows, but I decided to summarize it into five surefire ways how puppies get ruined because I see it a lot and I don't want you to be one of those people that ruins your puppy. I know you never mean to and that's the point. Nobody ever starts out going woohoo this puppy is so cute I can't wait to bring it into my life. I can't wait to ruin it. People don't think that. That is not the goal at all but they accidentally do it simply from a lack of education lack of knowledge or misguided information that they get, and therefore the puppy gets ruined, and they're stuck with the results, or they get rid of the results and then do it again with the next puppy, not realizing that they're to blame. So this is going to set all of you straight on how not to ruin a puppy, because I don't want you to do any of those things. So let's start with the first one. One, keep your puppy inside until it's had all its shots. Yes, I said it. I know that people have told you, you can't take your puppy out until it's had all its shots. Oh my gosh, it will die terrible diseases and the plague and locusts will come. Not really. You probably heard this from a variety of sources, and I'm sure they all seem to be fairly reliable. However, here's the thing. Your puppy needs to have socialization, proper socialization, before the ages of between 12 and 16 weeks. That number varies. But I think most people at least decide that 16 is the maximum. 12 to 16 weeks. If not, then your puppy could suffer from a lot of serious behavioral problems later. Now, when do puppies complete their shots? Woohoo! About 16 weeks. So a lot of people will tell you, don't take him anywhere. Don't let him touch anything. Don't let him look at anything. You can't keep your puppy in this little porcelain box for the first months of his life because you're going to pay the price. We see it all the time. Some folks want to do our boarding training program and they bring us the puppy too late. They bring it... It's 18 weeks, 19 weeks, 20 weeks. And by then we can already see that some of these puppies are already terrified of the world around them. And it's because they never set foot outside the apartment or outside the house for the first months of their lives. Now, it is true that your puppy 
could risk getting sick. That is absolutely true. That That is not a myth. There's parvo, there's distemper, there's some terrible diseases out there. But there are things that you can do to help prevent that, working closely with your veterinarian. And there are things that you can do to adequately socialize your puppy without putting it necessarily at risk. Dr. R.K. Anderson, a wonderful, wonderful veterinarian. Uh, he was a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary Preventive Medicine, diplomat of American College of Veterinary Behaviorists. We lost him way too soon. He passed away several years ago. He was a dear colleague of mine. He wrote an open letter to veterinarians explaining the importance of puppy kindergarten and getting puppies properly socialized. He wrote, Experience and epidemiologic, oh my gosh, that was hard to say, data support the relative safety and lack of transmission of disease in these puppy socialization classes over the past 10 years in many parts of the United States. In fact, the risk of a dog dying because of infection with distemper or parvo disease is far less than the much higher risk of a dog dying euthanasia because of a behavior problem. Many veterinarians are now offering new puppy owners puppy socialization classes in their hospitals or nearby training facilities in conjunction with trainers and behaviorists because they want socialization and training to be very important parts of a wellness plan for every puppy. We need to recognize that this special sensitive period for learning is the best opportunity we have to influence behavior for dogs and the most important and the longest lasting part of a total wellness plan. That is a quote from Dr. R.K. Anderson a veterinarian, and an open letter to his colleagues explaining the dangers of keeping these puppies secluded and preventing them from getting all the foundation core socialization that they needed. So what can you do? You certainly want to be safe. You don't want to expose your puppy to areas that infected dogs may have gone. So I don't encourage you to take a very young puppy out for a walk in your neighborhood. If you do, carry the puppy. Carry the puppy. If you do have a very large puppy that you need to put on the ground and you do want to take it out, wipe their feet regularly. When they come back home, use baby wipes, hypoallergenic baby wipes. Make sure that if you do take your puppy to a friend's house that their dog, existing dog, is fully vaccinated and there has not been any history of disease that can be contagious in their backyard. You don't want Giardia, you don't want Parvo, certainly. That stuff is terrible to get rid of once it's been infected into a yard. You want to be safe about it. You can also bring the puppy parties to your house. Great excuse for entertaining. Instead of taking your puppy places, bring the places to your puppy. You definitely need to do this because if you don't, that puppy could develop some severe problems later. So the one first surefire way to ruin a puppy is to just keep it inside until it's had all its shots. I promise you, you will regret doing that. Number two, wait to set boundaries when it's older. Oh, that's a good one. A lot of people think the puppies are so cute and they're so fluffy and they let it on the furniture and they let it jump all over them and it let it just chew things up because it's so adorable. Look, he ate my shoe. Oh, look, let's take pictures and put them on Facebook and Instagram. And then that gets old after the first couple weeks and the first several pairs of shoes. And people decide, you know, I don't want the puppy on the furniture after all. He's getting to be heavy and it's interrupting me while I'm watching TV. So today I'm just going to decide no puppies on the furniture. And today I'm going to decide don't chew on my shoes. And today, well, today is a little late because you've already established with your puppy that all these things were allowed. And now you've suddenly changed the rules. Now, 
You own that house. It is your prerogative to change the rules. There's nothing wrong with you deciding one day that you want to do things differently. However, the consequences of that are inescapable. The consequences of that are that your puppy is now very confused. And it may get worse with his behavior before he gets better because he doesn't understand what you just did. He doesn't understand why he could jump all over you yesterday, but today it's a problem. So when you bring that puppy home as adorable as they are, and you can still post tons of pictures on Instagram and Facebook, you want to make sure that whatever rules you want for the house are put in place from day one. Number two was waiting to set boundaries when the puppy's older. Here's number three. Skipping socialization altogether, assuming that if you have lots of people in your house and you have existing dogs, then that's enough for your puppy. Oops. No, it's not. We will get a puppy in for boarding training, and when it sees one of our dogs, it starts growling and backing up under a chair. And my question would be, has your dog always been this concerned or this nervous around other dogs? They're like, no, he loves other dogs. How many dogs has he met? We have three other dogs at home. Has he ever met dogs outside your home? Um... No, it's different. If your puppy is raised with other dogs in your home, that's great. He'll get to know your dogs. He'll get to love your dogs or family. But he doesn't understand there's other things out there. There's other animals out there. So if he's not exposed to dogs outside the home, again, there's a way to do it safely. He may develop aggression problems and fear problems towards other dogs later. I see this a lot in puppy kindergarten where people have existing dogs because, you know, you can't just have one, can you? They're like potato chips. So we collect dogs and they bring the puppy to class and the puppy's hiding. And they're so confused because they're convinced that the puppy loves other dogs because they have them at home. Or maybe they have a friend who brings their dog over and the dog loves their friend's dog, but they don't understand why the puppy is suddenly scared of all the puppies that are already in the kindergarten class. It's because they've never been exposed to many dogs outside their own families. So you need to make sure that you pick a safe partner for your puppy, a dog that has experience with other puppies. Not every adult dog likes puppies. We've talked about that before. So you want to make sure that they have safe encounters and positive encounters with other dogs outside your home. This does not mean taking them to the dog park. Oh my gosh, that should be number six. I don't have that on my list, but maybe that should be number six. Here's a bonus. You get another one. Taking your puppy to the dog park. It's one of the worst things you can do. You can't control anything in that dog park. The only thing you can control is yourself. And you could be setting your puppy up for so much failure, it's not even funny. Dog parks are fine for socializing later in adolescence. They are not appropriate for socialization. There is a huge, huge difference. The other thing about socialization is, of course, people. If you have a steady stream of kids coming in your house, of all different ethnicities, if you have different age people coming in, that is awesome because that's going to help your puppy. Dr. Ian Dunbar, the founder of the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, that's an association that I'm past president of, he said that puppies should meet a hundred different strangers before they finish their critical socialization period. That's at first 12 to 16 weeks. It's really hard to do in a lot of cases, but it is really important. They need to meet all sorts of different people. You also want to get them on different floorings. We have puppies that can't walk on tile. Uh, they've never had slippery surfaces beneath their feet. We've had puppies come in that are terrified of vacuum cleaners and hair dryers and rolling carts. Here's the thing about puppies. They can be fine in many different areas. 
and fool you into thinking that they're perfectly fine, never going to be a problem, and all of a sudden something will make them woof, 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 and bark and get scared. Most of that barking, most of that growling, aggressive response is due to fear. You never want to force a puppy to confront its fear. You've heard me say that before too. You want to coach them through it and help them realize that it's a good place and it's a positive place and lots of hot dogs appear when the vacuum cleaner appears and the hairdryer runs and your suitcase on wheels comes out. Lots of positive experiences. Socialization also doesn't just end at that 16-week period. If you are so good, such a good student, and you socialize and socialize that puppy, and then at 16 weeks you go, ah, made it, awesome, and then slack off, and then like six months later, take your dog somewhere and he freaks out, you do have to continue it. Not with the intensity that you do during those first 16 weeks, but you still have to keep it up because just like us, they forget you know, if they haven't been exposed to things in a while. So you definitely need to keep up. So don't ever skip socialization. It's a surefire, probably the most worst thing, terrible, terrible thing you can do to ruin a puppy is uh, just not socialize it. It's a surefire recipe for disaster. Some puppies do make it through. That is true. There's always an exception. But for the most part, it's going to do some damage. All right, we've covered a few surefire ways how to ruin a puppy. I'm going to share the rest of you when we get back on Get Positive Results, Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. The standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. Cortisone. Antihistamine. Multiple creams. Antibiotics. Spray. Multiple prescriptions. Steroid injections. Sharp antibiotics. Steroid creams. No results. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to take care of him and to give him the nutrition he needed. A nutritional supplement like Dynavite. To be the healthy, happy dog he is today. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Put some nutrition in your dog. The vet that I trust recommended Dynavite. The dog I have today because of Dynavite as a sparkle in his eye, a lush coat, healthy skin. When you rescue a dog... You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at PetLadyWorld. You can also learn more at ThePetLady at ThePetLady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com This is Teodi Anderson, and you're listening to Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We are covering five surefire ways to ruin a puppy. So I'm going to continue with my list right now. Number four I have is focusing on obedience exercises over core foundation critical behaviors during that critical socialization period. 
I have a lot of people that come to me and they're very, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very eager, excited about teaching their dog banners. It's one of my favorite things to do. That's one of the reasons why I love my group classes. It's because I love to help people teach their dog manners. But there's a time and place for that. I can teach an 11-year-old dog to sit. I can teach a 12-year-old dog to lie down. It's much more difficult to teach a puppy other things, which is why puppy kindergarten, a quality puppy kindergarten, is not just a dumbed-down obedience class. Sometimes I see puppy kindergartens and it's like, we're going to teach down and sit and come and heal. I'm like, why? Why would you waste this time? You can teach that anytime. What I can't teach later is good bite inhibition. I can't teach good husbandry, good handling. Those are the things that frighten me with people that they don't do them with their puppies. So, Wait on the down, wait on the formal heel, wait on all these exciting family banners behaviors. You can get to them. You should get to them. You could purchase one of my books to help you get to them. But don't be in an all-fire rush for that because you can teach those at any time. What you cannot teach is some of these other things. Common problem I see is lack of handling, lack of proper handling. So your puppy is healthy, which is awesome. You never have a problem. You don't have to give it pills or anything. You get through the critical development period, you sail through the first couple months, maybe the puppy's, let's say, seven months old. Puppy gets a hold of something, has a reaction, you've got to take something out of its mouth, or the vet says, you know, got a little uh, skin infection here, maybe you have to give it antibiotics. That's when you learn that you never did any handling exercises with your puppy, and so he hates you touching his mouth. Great! Awesome! Now you have a much larger dog that doesn't like you touching him. Puppies normally have one sensitive area. Some of them have multiples, especially if you've never handled your puppy, but it's going to be either the ears, the paws, the tail, or the mouth. And when I teach my puppy kindergarten classes, we go through these exercises where you gently touch one paw, get a cookie. Gently touch the other paw, get a cookie. Lift one lip, get a cookie. Lift the other lip. So by the time these exercises are done day in, day out, the puppy's like, you can touch me anywhere you want. Life is good. Oh, I'm getting cookies. Go ahead, stick your hand down my throat. Woohoo! Massage between my toes to file my nails. Yay, I love you. It's great. If you don't do that as a puppy, it is much harder with an adult dog. Can be done. It's just harder. Husbandry, how to take care of your puppy, how to do its nails so that it loves having its nails done. It looks forward to a mani-pedi day, loves having a bath, doesn't flinch at you when you pull out the brush. All these things are so much easier to teach when they're babies than when they're older, when they're three years old and already hate the brush. So when you pull out the brush, they go run and hide from you. So husbandry behaviors, handling behaviors, Bite prevention. Don't bite down on me. Your little needle teeth are evil. That is so much easier to teach when they're puppies. So focusing on obedience and manners is a great goal. Put it off until you teach these other things or do them at the same time because these other things, you're going to need them throughout your dog's life. Number five, which was my last one till I gave you that bonus one, was assuming problems will go away on their own. We get this a lot too is that the puppy has been fearful and started growling and then snapping and then biting. And I always ask when I'm doing a case history, why did you call me today? What happened today for you to call? Because your puppy has been doing this, it sounds like, for like a year. 
your dog's been doing this for three years, but today was the day. Well, usually because the dog has bitten the wrong person or they have a child in their life now and the dog has gone after the child or something happened. Something happened to finally trigger it. And sometimes it's denial. Sometimes the people didn't want to admit that the dog had an issue. But I do believe in the good of people. And, and a lot of people just say, you know, we thought he'd outgrow it. Well, they won't outgrow it. If your dog is chewing on things inappropriately, if you have a young puppy chewing up your couch, chewing up your shoes, they won't outgrow it. You have to train them. They won't outgrow fear. They won't outgrow aggression. It won't go away on its own. It will get worse. And if you don't address it, you are going to have so much bigger problem because now this dog not only has the problem to, that it started with, but it's had lots of time to practice it. So we all know practice makes perfect. And these are skills you do not want your dog to get perfect at. You don't want them to get really good at shredding your shoes. You don't want them to get really good at chewing on the neighborhood children because he doesn't like them. So don't ever assume that problems will go away. Get professional help. So that's my list, along with a bonus one. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you don't do any of those things so that all the puppies that end up in your wonderful homes turn out to be confident, social, happy adult dogs. Thanks again for waiting for me. It is so good to be back. This has been Teodi Anderson on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. If you want to reach me, you are welcome to email me. You can find me at Teodi, T-E-O-T-I, at PetLifeRadio.com. You can also visit my website at TeodiAnderson.com. And I am going to sign off from the new sunny state of Florida, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Get Positive Results. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.